0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us.
1: So, Joker is one of the most uh, prominent uh, malware families that is targeting android devices that's deep in desai he's chief information security officer
0: and vp of security research and operations at zscaler the research we're discussing today is titled joker joking in google play joker malware targets google play store with new tactics
1: It was uh, primarily designed to steal SMS messages, contactless device information, you know, uh, anything that uh, the bad guys can take uh, advantage of uh, for financial gains. They'll also use uh, the infected devices to sign the victim up for some of the premium services.
0: And so what drew your attention to Joker this round? Why why a, a newly refreshed look at them?
1: Right, so the team has been tracking this family. It's it, it is still one of the m- more prevalent families. Uh, and what is uh, what is slightly of concern is, I mean, despite increase in all the public awareness about this particular malware strain, it keeps finding its way into the Google Play Store uh, by employing changes in code execution methods and the way they are retrieving those uh, second and third stage payloads. So what we saw over the past uh, three months uh, was regular uploads of uh, Joker payloads to Google Play Store. And the team identified it using some of the automation that we've built in the labs. Uh, We reported over a dozen, or I should say close to a dozen, malicious apps that were active on Google Play Store. Android security team was awesome they took uh, rapid action removed it uh, but as as part of the analysis that the team did i mean why why did we see so many apps getting through what we noticed was uh, they did uh, two or three new changes in this latest wave uh, one of them is they started using url shortener services right so if you're familiar with that it's like you know using they shorten URLs like bit.ly. There are many other shortened URL service providers. So they will use that to point to that second stage payload, which will then lead to a third stage payload. It's a multi-stage payloads leveraging URL shortener services. The second change was they started uh, using XOR encryption. Uh, XOR encryption is a type of encryption that's used to basically obfuscate those uh, next stage payloads. Hmm. And then they are also leveraging time-bound checks. So, uh, you know, it's not like user executes it and the malicious uh, code starts uh, running right away. Instead, they will wait for a certain time before the actual detonation of the malicious code takes place on the target device. Hmm. And then one one last thing that uh, the team also mentioned um, in the blog as well was, I mean, there is some level of screening that these uh, malware authors are doing on the infected mobile devices before executing some of the malicious functionality.
0: Yeah, and I, I want to dig into details on on some of those things that you mentioned. Um, before we get to that, I mean, you 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 the research leads off with a, sort of a, a list of some of the names of the apps that uh we're actually covering for joker and it struck me that uh, like one of them is a pdf photo scanner there's pdf converter scanner there's a private message read scanner print scanner you know these seem to be the types of apps where i have an immediate need and i want to get that immediate need taken care of right now so it strikes me that there's even a, a bit of a social engineering element here where I might not be as careful with something. If I'm, you know, I have a document in front of me and right now I need to scan this document. Well, get me the, you know,
1: the the scanner app that's at the top of that list. Exactly. And 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 you, you sort of do rely on on you know the vetting that the Play Store, the official Play Store will do for these apps. So you're spot on. Majority of the malicious apps. In fact, the team found more than 50 malicious apps in last three months. And about 40% of those were belonging to what we call tools category, right? So uh, exactly that you mentioned. And then there were other uh, categories that we noticed as well. I would say the top five categories were In addition to tools, we saw health and fitness. I mean, most of us are home and everyone is trying to stay fit, you know, doing some Mm -hmm. of those workouts. (laughs) There is photography app, there's personalization category apps, and then communication was the last one where we saw abuse happening with the fake apps being uploaded. And uh, one of the common theme was each of these apps uh, were, you know, generally disguised using uh, you know the actual apps uh, icons wallpapers uh, you know uh, nice looking icons uh, to target uh, the uh, victims
0: and do the apps actually have the functionality that they advertise would if I do they do the thing that they that they say they're going to do no in majority of the cases they won't. So you download this, you you give it a run, and basically nothing happens. But it's too late; you've you've been infected. Yep. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, another interesting thing that you all bring up here is you've been tracking the developer names, which uh, is uh, it seems as though they're using a systematic approach to kind of
1: not have patterns for who the the developers might be here. Yeah, they, uh, it wouldn't be surprising if they have automated uh, some of the aspects over here. Obviously, Google is deploying a lot of stuff on their end as well to flag these kind of abuse accounts uh, and abuse attempts of uploading these type of malicious payloads. And you're seeing equal evolution happening on the bad guys' side as well. And these guys need to be making good amount of profit because. Another thing that we noticed was you know the 11 payloads that were flagged very recently, there was a lot of changes in the coding style, so the modules that we saw. So they are actively putting in time in you know evolving the malware, the way it executes, the way it's coded, the way it's being delivered. Uh, and so we wouldn't be surprised if we keep seeing more and more stuff uh, in the coming months as well.
0: One of the things you highlight in the research is uh, some changes that you've tracked when it comes to the command and control servers, that, those interactions. Can you take us through what you're seeing?
1: Yeah, so on the on the CNC communication side, what we saw, one was they were making use of the shortened URL services for hosting the uh, multistage payloads. They also started using different encryption methods like AES, DES. Right for hiding the uh, multi-stage payloads and also for doing CNC communication. I, in some of the previous uh, variants that we saw, the CNC communication was plain text, uh, right, and uh, it was easy to fingerprint and flag and block. So there was another change that we noticed, uh, and like I said, it's uh, part of that active evolution of this malware family that we're tracking in this newer variants.
0: Can you walk us through the execution flow here? I mean, they they come at you
1: in multiple steps. The typical execution flow starts with, as you mentioned at the start of the interview, you would be looking out for an app that you're looking to download to solve a certain problem, whether it's tools, whether it's health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, would Google, you will look it up on the Play Store, you download it. It gets downloaded through that URL shortener service that will lead to download of stage 1 uh, stage 2 and then the final payload which is the actual malicious payload right and what they are doing as part of this campaign is they're using the they're abusing <laughs> the notification access piece so hmm. once installed the malware will prompt for notification access to the user right and the notification access basically grants permission to read all notification posted by the devices, and any other installed applications as well. This is basically what is used to steal sensitive information from the impacted device.
0: Now, one of the things that you pointed out is that uh, this malware will look for the presence of some other
1: apps. What do you think is going on with that? Yeah, so that's a common tactic that you see on lot of uh, you know PC malware, where they will look for presence of security applications. They will also look for presence of previous variant of the same malware infection, and in some cases, you know malware belonging to a competition, <laughs> if that was installed. Now, in this case, what we noticed was that that functionality was just limited to flagging if there was a previous infection already. But it wouldn't be surprising if they add additional checks uh, leveraging that same routine because now they have access to all the applications running on the device. They can use that to perform additional operations.
0: Now, help me understand here. I mean, is it is it the case that when you have an app that you're putting on the Google Play Store, for example, and, and that app is has... Functionality for downloading multiple payloads as part of its installation process, or the you know its normal range of operations. Would it be accurate to say that that's a, a fairly straightforward way for a malware operator to get something onto a system? Where, for example, you could have you know one payload while you're submitting your app to Google Play to say, "Hey, here's our app. This is what it's about. Scan it. You know, have at it. Do all of your safety checks." And then once you're on the store can you then change the contents of those payloads and, and off you go?
1: Yeah, and that is exactly what a lot of these uh, malware authors abuse. Obviously, the Play Store uh, Android security team will have some level of vetting happening on a regular basis uh, wherever there is uh, a network URL being reached out by some of the apps. But the scale at which uh, you know they are operating as well, there's millions of apps out there. Uh, it's it's a hard problem to solve. Right, right. So,
0: what are your recommendations then? I mean, if if I'm someone uh, going about my business using my Android device, how do I make sure that I don't fall victim to these sorts of things?
1: Yeah. So one of the uh, one of the common recommendation we always give is you stick to the official Play Store. But you would say, hey, in this case, and that's where you found all the malware. So the right. next thing <laughs> I would do is. Uh, Look at the author that uploaded the app. You would you would be able to tell the difference between the ones that are trusted, have been around for a long time. I would even go ahead and look at the comments, uh, right, that are posted. In a lot of these infected apps, what you will see is uh, the functionality is not being delivered as promised. So you will see some angry users posting comments as well, <laughs> and th- those are all telltale signs on you know whether you can. Uh, trust an app or not. Do not just search and download the first app you see in the results because that's basically what these guys are trying to take advantage of.
0: Our thanks to Deepin Desai from Zscaler for joining us. The research is titled Joker Joking in Google Play. We'll have a link in the show notes. The Cyberwire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Datatribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing Cyberwire team is Trey Hester, Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Justin Sabi, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner.